Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here, and yep, you get a bonus episode this week. I was feeling extra motivated, and I was able to get this idea done with pretty quickly, so this week there's going to be a bonus episode. If you're new, thank you so much for stopping into Late Night Sprites. This is just a fun, laid-back, video game-based podcast that's about all sorts of different gaming topics, and if you're not new, thank you so much for sticking around. So, with this episode of Late Night Sprites, if you are unaware or if you missed it, uh, last episode I did PS2 Namco games, Namco Bandai games, Bandai Namco. I really stumbled over my words with that one, but I was able to get the episode out, and I was pretty fine with releasing it. I just didn't want to go back and say the company name over and over again, and it was really, as someone with dyslexia, it was really easy to get it like swapped around um so the namco ps2 games had me thinking after doing those and if you want to go check out that episode i talk about some very fun ps2 fighting games and i thought that at the time of this recording tekken comes out in only a few days tekken 8 and right now early reviews it is reviewing just like incredibly well across the board i have no word on how well it performs online but from what i've seen from early reviews people are saying it's incredible and i want to pick up tekken 8 at some point tekken and soul Calibur are probably my favorite fighting games i love the fact that you can just play as any and every character and feel like you get a hang of the controls and there's just some nuances that make every character different and i love that about tekken and soul Calibur. And, yeah, who knows, I I might pick up Tekken 8 at some point, but after doing that episode, I had a thought. In the original episode, I was going to do some PS2 games and then jump forward, but then I decided to dedicate the jumping forward to a whole separate episode, and that's where we are here. So, yeah, welcome. This is a bonus episode. Sometimes, maybe if I get a review code or if I get some extra motivation, I might end up doing more than one episode in a week like one episode a week is usually the the minimum so yeah today i am going to be talking about tekken 7 and soul caliber 6 in honor of tekken 8 i thought i would talk about soul caliber 6 for a little bit and then end the episode with my experience with tekken 7 now all of these are from a single player perspective i didn't play any of these with friends uh, at least recently i have played tekken 7 multiplayer online with friends before and i have played soul caliber 6 in like couch co-op in the same room before but a lot of this is going to be like the ps2 episode from a single player perspective as i do not have ps plus at the moment i just didn't think that the 20 dollars upcharge was worth it for ps plus but that's a whole separate episode but at the moment, I didn't have that, so this is not from an online perspective. So, yes, I have played both of these games with other people before. These are great multiplayer games, and if you can get them on sale and you have friends to play with, that is an added bonus. But what about a single-player experiences like the PS2 fighting games, especially because, well, the PS2 didn't have any online capabilities those games were purely through the story and arcade modes from a single player perspective so what about tekken 7 and soul Calibur 6 are they worth picking up 
as Tekken 8 is on the horizon, is it maybe time to pull them out of your backlog or maybe find them at a retro game store? I found Soul Calibur 6 used on Black Friday for like $12, and it did not even come in a quality case. We are talking a busted old Xbox 360 case. Basically, it, it it was a bad case. I might have to do some transferring to a to a better case. And Tekken 7, I bought on Super Sale for like 8 or 9 bucks a couple years ago. It's been a minute, but it was less than 20 I know that for a fact. And I did buy DLC for both games. I did not buy the, like, season passes. So I did not buy all the guest characters. So I did not buy 2B. I did not buy Noctis. Instead, for both games, I bought Julia for Tekken 7 because Julia was my main in Tekken Tag Tournament. And I bought Setsuka because Setsuka was one of my favorite parts of Soul Calibur 3 for Soul Calibur 6. But we are going to start with Soul Calibur 6. And I'm going to kind of just go back and forth between both games because these games have a lot in common, so much so that I could group them into one episode. Not just the fact that many people describe Soul Calibur as Tekken with swords, but also just there were some strange similarities that I found as I went on my journey through both of these. This is going to be a shorter episode, though. The first one was a tad longer, but you could technically consider this a part two and that last episode was a part one. So, diving into Soul Calibur 6 and Tekken 7, I decided to do arcade modes first. And, oh my goodness, the arcade modes in both of these were a far cry from what arcade modes used to be. Because um, the arcade mode in Tekken 7 is laughable. It is, it's bad. Like, you get to play through it, you fight Akuma, because Akuma from Street Fighter is here, and he plays the way that he plays in Street Fighter. More on Akuma in a little bit, but, um, yeah, so the Street Fighter, like, the, I almost said the Street Fighter came up. Street Fighter 6, that's a whole other episode. Street Fighter gets its own separate episode, but the Tekken 7 arcade mode, you pick your character, you go up the ladder, you rank up. And then you fight Akuma, and it's a very short arcade ladder. I want to say about 25 minutes. Very, very short, typical arcade mode. But you don't get a character intro, and you don't get a character ending like most other arcade modes have. Instead, you just get a credit screen. You just It cuts to black, and then there's credits. And I was pretty disappointed in that, and... Soul Calibur 6 is more of the same. Soul Calibur 6, you kind of just fire up the arcade mode, you go through it, and there's that. Um, in Soul Calibur 6, you literally don't even get a credits. In Soul Calibur 6, you are sent back to the main menu. Yes, the arcade mode in Soul Calibur 6 is slightly longer and feels like a better arcade mode. Like Tekken 7's is like three or four matches. It's brutally short in Tekken 7's, but Soul Calibur 6 has the length, but then just nothing. No cutscene, no character portraits, no nothing. Not even a still image with voiceover. You are literally just booted back to the main menu. It's like really bare bones. I hope that 
at the time of this recording, I have no idea. But I hope that if Tekken 8 has an arcade mode, that Tekken 8 finds a way to do this better. Because that is disappointing on both fronts. For me, I mentioned this in the PS2 episode. But for those who didn't listen to that episode yet, or just missed it, or don't feel like listening to me talking about PS2 fighting games, uh, covering all the bases. But with that, I have always preferred arcade modes over story modes. I don't have a hatred of story modes. Like, I think both are necessary. I think both should be in the games, but I've always preferred arcade modes because I associate arcade games and fighting games as one the same. So I love the idea of fighting up the ladder, you know, putting in your quarters, continue if you lose or try again or game over if you ran out of money back in the day and trying to fight up the Tekken 2 arcade ladder in the laundromat growing up just has that retro nostalgic feeling for me of going through an arcade mode. That's why I love it. And I love the idea that a console port of an arcade game, like an arcade fighting game or a modern version of an arcade fighting game means that you're just the kid with unlimited quarters and you're able to tackle these arcade modes and see the ending and see the cutscenes and take on the bosses and try different characters and you know really i think arcade modes are a great way to lab characters because unlike the story you don't have like all of these bells and whistles it's literally like what if this tekken 7 was an arcade machine and you had a few quarters and you put it in like that's what i love about arcade modes i i love them and so to see these arcade modes not even have character endings and just be soulless really kind of bummed me out like definitely i'm gonna get to this in a little bit but like the story modes are something in both of these games that i was not particularly fond of they have their highlights but overall like no just no so the arcade modes weren't the best but how do these games look and play well both of these games are gorgeous both of these games look great the music is definitely a mixed bag for people like I know I was talking to some friends, and a friend of mine was not very happy with the amount of Tekken 7's use of EDM, and I will say that this is not the best Tekken soundtrack. Soul Calibur is just super grandiose. So the Soul Calibur 6 soundtrack sounds like Soul Calibur music, but by that I mean I can't point out a specific track because it is, in fact, Soul Calibur music. So moving on from that, though, I really enjoy playing the game the games play well they control great the presentation on them is great although it feels super weird because playing the playstation 2 ones and then going up to soul Calibur 6 and tekken 7 um they added supers in soul Calibur 6 and tekken 7 to the point where now tekken 8 just has a full meter like tekken 7 has a thing called rage mode where if you get beat up enough and you're on death's door, you can like land a do or die super where soul Calibur has a meter in the top. And as someone who grew up with the classic games with Tekken on PS one and with soul Calibur two and playing them at friends houses and cousin with cousins, it's like, I don't really see the appeal of these games having supers. Like I've always associated supers with stuff like mortal Kombat and, um, street fighter 
and seeing Tekken have a meter now and having supers and Soul Calibur doing that makes me feel like that kind of takes out away from what made them stand out. It's like if you really liked going to a specific restaurant for specific food, like you went to a pizza place and that was Street Fighter and they were the classic pizza place and you went with them for a cheese pizza, but then you go to a like diner that's like Tekken. <laughs> I shouldn't say Tekken is a diner just because that makes me think about the fact that some people believe that Waffle House is a Tekken stage. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, I think Denny's parking lot 4 a.m. That, that should be a Tekken stage. Denny's parking lot, Walmart parking lot, that, that's where it should be. I want the announcer to be like, two souls in meeting, finding their way to Walmart parking lot, 4 a.m., fight. Like, I would love that. But um, getting back on topic, it's like going to a restaurant that specializes in chicken strips and burgers. And they're like, oh, we're serving this pizza. And the pizza isn't as good as the pizza place makes it. That's the best way I can view it. Like, I don't hate it. I'm fine. I can live with it. But most of the times when I was playing through Soul Calibur 6, I forgot that I had supers. I wasn't even trying to, like, pull off supers. And as somebody who missed 4 and 5, I don't know if they put supers in 4 and 5. I could be, you know, wrong. But somebody who played 3 recently and who played 2, there were no supers there. And someone who's playing Tekken Tag Tournament, I... I was told that Tekken 7 was the first one to put supers in that, so I don't know about Soul Calibur, but it just didn't mesh well with me. I ended up using the supers more in Tekken, but that was due to some frustrating reasons, and that was also due to the fact that I had to use a super in Tekken. There was one instance where you were forced to do super. They they have these like clash moments in both games where you can... More often than not, you and your opponent are dealing damage against each other, but many times they try to do these like cinematic moments and you can try to get the one up on your opponent and hurt them even more. But yeah, that presentation-wise, the game's great. Gameplay-wise, the game still plays great on both ends. They are both super fun times and at a discount. And if you have friends to play with, I'd say that they're both definitely worth it. But um the arcade mode, I just wish was better. I wish the arcade mode was something that would have me coming back over and over and over again. But alas, on both instances, I did not find myself enjoying them that much. And this isn't even like, I'm about to get into the story. The story is not like the way it was where, where uh, like in classic Tekken games, it was just an arcade mode as a story. Or Soul Calibur where it was text-based but it was still very much also still a story mode. Now, Soul Calibur also has that big emphasis on character creation, and the character creation has its own mode, but I just focused on the story for Soul Calibur 6. Much like Soul Calibur 3, I didn't really feel like fiddling with character creation, at least at the moment. That wasn't necessarily my, my forte. But... With all those out of the way, with the fact that I purchased DLC for both of them, just so I could talk about it, um, both of them had pretty 
okay fighter models. I mean, every character was about seven to eight bucks, and then a season pass was like twenty five. I didn't feel like buying every character in Tekken Seven, and I didn't feel like buying every character in Soul Calibur. I thought that the guest characters were neat. I mean, Two B is really cool, and the fact that in uh, Tekken the characters that are from other franchises like Geese and um, Akuma, who is the flagship, you know, big guest character, part of the main story for Tekken 7, play more like their games with their control schemes than Tekken characters, I think it's just a really cool concept. Now, let's move on to the story. And I didn't really like the story in either of these. Both of them have a lot of... The, so they... they tout the fact that they are like 14 15 chapters long both of them i did on two separate nights within about two hours of each one the thing about the story modes for tekken is that it is a slog there's this reporter who isn't even a playable character who's investigating the the mishima family and Oh my goodness, I I could barely... I had to be with friends. I had friends on a Discord call for moral support to get through that story. And it, it got kind of interesting, but it really... It was, it was bad. And then Soul Calibur has these portraits, but what will happen is that you'll have two portraits and then you'll hear fighting sounds. And then it'll imply that these two characters fought, but you won't necessarily get to play it. So Calibur also had these like half fights and it made me pretty upset where I'd be sitting through like a 15 minute cutscene. There'd be a fight only for me to get a hat, a health bar down to half. And then it's like, well, that's all you get for now. Back to the cutscenes, And the voice acting is fine. The voice acting is great, but the material and the way it's presented is so bad for both of these. They have these ideas that's like, oh, chapter 11. And then the whole chapter is just a cutscene. And that made me go like, what? That, that's not a chapter. I can't even get one fight. Nope, it's, it's just a chapter. Chapter 12. You get one fight after more cutscene. And... Both of these tried to emphasize story over that, and I wish something like this was put into arcade mode. Like, if you want to have portraits and voice acting, give me a portrait at the beginning of arcade mode and a portrait at the end of it. And that's an arcade mode. Give me uh, some flavor text for a rival battle, and now we're cooking. But instead, they wanted to focus on these quote-unquote epic narratives and... They just did not land. Both of them left me bored. And the fact that sometimes my big interaction was pressing A to advance from one cutscene to another cutscene made me question why it was broken up into multiple chapters to begin with if you were just going to spend eight minutes in a cutscene. I was thoroughly disappointed with the story of both of these. I do believe that there's a place... For story modes and fighting games, I I love a good story mode in a fighting game, but I did not vibe well with either of these. I really did not. I couldn't really follow the stories of either one. Soul Calibur Six, I guess I could follow that story a little bit better because it was a reboot, and 
that just said evil a bunch, like, oh, don't give in to your evil. You must resist the evil. And Tekken tried being overly cinematic. Like, the thing with Tekken is that sometimes you get these fights and it would cut to, like, a PS1 cutscene from an older Tekken game or the opening from Tekken 5. So Tekken 7 has moments that are for Tekken fans that I think is really fun. Like, during one of the fights that you do, you're getting all of these cutscenes from the PS2 games every time the characters clash. And I think that's cool, but the sum of its parts do not save either game. Both of these story modes are bad, and Tekken 7s gets even worse, and here's why. So instead of putting these in an arcade mode, after you beat the story, a bunch of characters that are on the roster, most of them not even showing up for once in the story, so like Eddie or Lucky Chloe, or Kuma. Who doesn't love Kuma and Panda? And they're very, very complicated, on-again, off-again, romantic, you know, relations. Kuma just really wants to be with Panda. Panda is not having it. And my friend showed me the cutscene where Kuma proposes to Panda from one of the older Tekken games, like one of the arcade endings, and Panda just walks away. And I'm like, I, I just watched a bear get rejected by another bear. I, I love this. But yes, so let's say you want to play as Eddie. Well, you play as Eddie, you fight Lucky Chloe, and that's it. So the epilogues are one fight, one fight, and then a cutscene. You see the character, you get about a paragraph of text being like, this is what this character's up to. This is their backstory and what they're doing. Like a trading card. You get a trading card and then a cutscene. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, why isn't this in arcade mode? Why are there not just arcade mode endings for all of these characters? Instead, you have this. You have the epilogue. The epilogue that's a part of the epic story. Sorry, but the epilogue doesn't matter. And there's technically only one piece of the epilogue that doesn't matter. Not only did Tekken make me follow this reporter character who is doing this interview and stuff who I could not care for in the slightest. I don't even know if he has a name. I'm not going to look for his name. Me and my friends call him Reporter Man. And you have Reporter Man going on this quest for the truth and... Then you get these cutscenes in the Mishima files, and then you get the epilogue. Both of these games clearly needed to put more emphasis in an arcade mode and make a simpler story. In the case of Tekken 7, the presentation is off the off the hook. It's so good. The presentation and the cutscenes and the way they're animated are awesome. The fact that you get to play through Tekken 5's intro is really cool. The fact that they are mixing in PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 cutscenes is really cool. But it doesn't save it. It doesn't save either of them. Soul Calibur being a reboot is a little bit more forgivable, but I hope when these games get later entries with the upcoming Tekken 8 and a hopeful some Soul Calibur 7, that maybe you just divide it up a little bit and you make arcade mode worth it and you make story mode also just a fun little story and not do this bull crap of, Oh, I'm going to play a chapter hits the X button cutscene rolls out only to roll into another cutscene. 
So the ideas are fine and they're not terrible, but for a fighting game, definitely the emphasis I know is not on single player content, but with Street Fighter 6 doing world tour mode and having a well-made arcade mode and having a really strong online community, it makes me wonder what the future of other fighting games are going to be and what they are going to learn from the success of Street Fighter 6. I'm not counting Soul Calibur 6 and Tekken 7's like grievances and comparing them to Street Fighter 6. And the only reason why I say that is because that wouldn't be fair to be like, oh, this 2017 game doesn't match up to this 2023 game. That that would be unreasonable. I'm more so talking about the future of the franchises and learning from the past, not repeating the same mistakes in the future. But yes, the story modes were very bad. And then there was the last mission of the Mishima Files. Now, the story may have been hard to follow, and there may have been a reporter man, but Tekken 7 gave me one of the biggest challenges of my life. In Tekken 7, you can pick your skill level. You can pick the skill level where you want to just experience the story, a normal playthrough, a hard mode, a super hard, and so on, by these little stars. I did the final fight. Spoiler alert for Tekken 7 and its uneventful story. You are being warned right now. If you don't want spoilers for Tekken 7, this is your chance. I'm going to just keep saying it for a second. But yeah, spoiler warning. Alrighty. In the final boss of this game, there is a secret final boss. There's a really cool story-based final boss. And then Akuma just shows up. And you have to play as Kazuya. And you have to fight Akuma as Kazuya. Even on one-star difficulty, this boss does not mess around. This is Homecoming Heroes' first attempt with a fighting game super boss. And he beat me again, and 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 again. For... Literally, two, I was going to try to do both story modes in one night for Soul Calibur 6. And if I had done Soul Calibur 6 before Tekken 7, I might have been able to. But Akuma's endgame fight is what really got me going. And it is a doozy. Not only is he playing the way he plays in Street Fighter, not only is he hyper-aggressive, even on one star, but if you do not land your super on him, it is, it is game over. It is you and him in a clash at the very end, him using his super and you using yours. And if you do not land yours, if you are not mashing the button, which I highly recommend mapping it to a shoulder button, I recommend mashing it during his cutscene, you will lose. You will die. Because I did, and I got Zatsuyu no Hado'd over and over and over again. It is brutal. And the fact that it's even brutal, like you think, oh, you know, the one star, it's going to be cinematic. You know, it's going to be just for me to experience the story. Nope. Even on one star, he is hyper-aggressive. He's less aggressive than later difficulties, but aggressive is still aggressive, and Akuma is aggressive. 
I could not feel my hand for a solid minute after landing that final blow. And my goodness, it was a doozy. There's no secret boss in Soul Calibur 6, though. I beat that story and I was skipping around, like, because I did Soul Calibur 6 after playing Tekken 7. And I was so happy that I just was done and it was over with. And I was so happy. But yes, that is the story of Tekken 7 and the story of Soul Calibur 6 and the arcade modes. I did not do any online, but I have played them with friends, and both of these are great multiplayer experiences. If you've got some couch co-op friends or some friends to play with online, maybe you're on a little bit of a budget and you can't get Tekken 8 till later. Playing Tekken 7 multiplayer isn't bad. The presentation's great. There's just so much not good things for the single player, but apparently Tekken 8 looks like it's shaping up to be better. So I'm glad they learned. But before we move forward, sometimes it's fun to look back. I hope we get a Soul Calibur 7 sooner than later because I love Soul Calibur and I think it's great. In terms of Nam Bandai Namco, Namco Bandai, Namco fighting games, the one I'm excited for most in 2024 is Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. I am so excited to go back to the Budokai Tenkaichi formula. I have so many fond memories with that, but that was Soul Calibur 6 and Tekken 7 from a single player perspective. I cannot comment on how well the online holds up or how it works now, because the only time I played this game online was with a friend, and the only time I played Soul Calibur 6 was with a friend on the same couch. But local co-op is still important, so maybe if you have some friends to play this with online as well it will run well i remember the online for tekken 7 running smooth as butter i remember it running incredibly smooth and it was super fun and soul Calibur 6 was just a great time to play with friends i did not customize a character i did not do the customizable oc character story i just stuck with the main narrative with the characters and did some arcade mode runs because those are my favorites but with that being said, there was some good and there was some bad. And yeah, in the case of the story mode, or I should say that final fight against Akuma, things got ugly. But that is my episode on Tekken 6. <laughs> Not Tekken 6. I'll play, I'll talk about Tekken 6 someday. I don't own it yet, but we'll talk about that another day. That was my episode on Soul Calibur 6 and Tekken 7. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. If you would like to hear me talk more about fighting games, I talked about PlayStation 2 fighting games in the last episode. If you want more, there is plenty on the podcast that I've done for a little over two years now, going on three years in April. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. I've been Homecoming Hero, and if you want more, check out Late Night Creative Thoughts at blogspot.com. The link is in the last episode where I love talking about all sorts of different non-gaming topics and sometimes video games. It used to be a Video Game Center blog, so there's some gaming content there if you dig deep enough. But thank you so much for listening. I'm Homecoming Hero, and I will be back with another episode soon. Take care.